Last week we started this brand new series and uh, we discussed that Jesus, when Jesus was here on earth, he gave us signs of the end of the times. And uh, he says when there's end times, when the world is about to end, then there are signs that we are to follow. And last week we talked about the reasons why we have these signs. And we talked about that the first reason is that we don't get misled. We don't get misled down the wrong path and start following wrong things. The second thing is so that we can get ready ourselves and so that we know in our own heart that we are ready for when Jesus decides to come again. And then also so that we become urgent about telling other people about Jesus Christ and about what Jesus Christ has done for them. So today we're going to start and we're going to look at the very first sign that Jesus gives us that talks about the end of times. I am buzzing here, so I apologize. We will get this right. But uh, the very first question I have for you today is, has anyone ever said to you, have you heard the rumor about so-and-so? You know, I'm sure many of you, you've had that. Many, many of you have many, may have even said that to other people. You said, hey, have you heard the rumor about somebody else? And uh, what we see in life, we see that there are rumors, whether it's in the office, whether it's at home, whether it's on TV, there are lots of rumors that are all around. And really what people are saying, they are really saying that there is a story that's circulating around, but the truth isn't fully revealed yet, but we're pretty sure that we know the facts are correct. So we see like magazines and tabloids and certain TV shows, they make millions of dollars off rumors uh, about celebrities, about politicians, about uh, sports personalities. We see TV shows like CNN and Fox News and MSNBC thrive on political rumors. And even in our own little circles of friendship and people that we uh, are acquaintances with, rumors are common. And I hear people all the time just around saying, have you heard this? Have you heard that? And as Christians, we have to be careful that rumors don't turn into gossip. And we're not talking about gossip today, but I just want to say we just have to be careful that sometimes when we hear a rumor or we talk about something else, we have to be careful we're not gossiping about different people. However, Jesus told us that in the last days, the days when this earth will come to a head and it will start to end, that there will be rumors. These rumors would be of a more specific type. It's not like, hey, have you heard the rumor about Taylor Swift's new boyfriend? You know, it's not those kind of rumors. There will be more specific rumors, and there will be rumors about wars. Wars can be defined as a, a declared hostile conflict between two parties. And so a war could be in like a military attack where two nations come together or a few nations come together and they have a military attack. And we've seen that this past decade in the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan where things like that happen where there are a military attacks. 
But there's also uh, another wars like where there's two opposing ideologies. And for most of you uh, in this room this morning, you were on the back end of something called the Cold War, where there was two ideologies that, that were against each other. One was capitalism, one was communism, and they opposed each other. And there was this thing for like 50 years that we called, or 40 years, like we called the Cold War. And even today, we see something called a cyber war, where people attack other people online and on the internet. And maybe I would say the most of you this morning, you have a computer where you, your computer is probably being attacked with a virus. And now your computer is running slow and you are getting all frustrated because your computer is so slow. And you're like, I wish I went to Mac because this window is terrible. Anyway. But then also, you also have a corporate war that goes on where companies go to war against each other and they have something called a price war where they can't compete against each other. So war is something that we hear about a lot. And like it or not, war is part of life here on earth. War has been here since the beginning of time. The book of Revelation talks about a time before the world was created where Satan, who was once called Lucifer, went to war against the almighty God, against the creator God. And he decided to, to join with a third of the angels and they went to war against God. And there was a war in heaven and ultimately it cost uh, Lucifer his place in heaven. He got cast out of heaven. Then we see when, when man was created that there was a war in the Garden of Eden where a serpent declared war on humanity and humanity fell into sin and once humans were to live forever and now they were under the curse of death because a serpent declared war on humanity. And, and we've seen that men have regularly gone to war against each other. And if you just think about our world since 1945, since the end of the Second World War, how many wars and rumors of wars we have heard about. It's almost uncountable. It's almost every day something else has happened in the world. And it is the wars and rumors of wars that is the first sign that Jesus gives that the end is going to come. Let's take a look at, at what Jesus said. Before you think I'm crazy. Matthew chapter 24. If you've got your Bibles, if you want to turn to Matthew chapter 24. And in Matthew chapter 24, from verses 4 to 7, Jesus says this. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and his disciples have asked the question, Hey, Jesus, tell us, when is the end going to happen? And this is what Jesus said. Jesus told them, don't let anyone mislead you, for they will come in my name claiming I am the Messiah. They will deceive many. And then he says this in verse 6. He says, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So Jesus is saying that the beginning of the end of the age, there are going to be wars and rumors of wars. Jesus states that war is a sign 
that the beginning of the end is here. Now, just because there may be a whole lot of wars going on in the news, it doesn't actually mean the end is here. I mean, the Bible speaks clearly about end times, and there are some things that must take place before the end actually happens, and the end of the world actually comes according to the Bible. So today, what I want us to do, I want us to take a look at, and see what kind of wars, what kind of conflicts, what kind of rumors are going to happen to indicate the start of the end times and whether that we are actually living in those times. So the first thing that I want to say to you today is just because you hear of a war, it doesn't mean that the end of the world is upon us. So just because you might turn on the news when you get home and they talk about some war going on in some far distant country, it doesn't mean that you have to get worried because the end is upon us. But when you see an increase in conflict, then we need to start to take a look and take notice. So the first sign is when you see an increase in conflict. Now, war is not new to humanity. And just because a war is going on, it doesn't mean that Jesus is coming again tomorrow. If you look and you read the Old Testament, the Old Testament is full of wars. Nation went to war against nation. This person killed this one. This one went to war against this one. However, Jesus is very specific in what he says. In Matthew chapter 24, he says this. He says, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars. That's pretty specific what Jesus says. He doesn't say when there are wars and when there's like rumors going around of wars. He says when you hear of wars and rumors of wars. You know, we live in a unique time in history. When we hear about what is going on in the world more than what anybody who has ever lived on this planet before hears about. Now in Jesus' time, if you wanted to have some news, somebody would get on a horse and they would go to the next town and they would deliver the news. And then somebody from that town would get on a horse and go to the next town and deliver the news. And so it would take a very long time for news to travel. And often people in far distant lands wouldn't find out about a conflict or a war until it was probably over or the war or the conflict was settled. You wouldn't hear about many rumors of wars because information could not travel. However, we live in a time where we've already seen the invention of the printing press. And the printing press spread news like crazy. And then came the invention of radio. And radio spread information even quicker. And then we had the delight of TV and cable TV that some of you just love and spend hours and hours and hours in front of. And, but with TV, news spread even quicker. And then the internet came, got invented. And the internet spread the news even quicker than TV. And now many of you, you've got smartphones, and you can see something that happens even before the news has reported it on TV. You could find out a conflict that's going on in the world Today, that happens today, and you could probably switch on your TVs or go on your phone this afternoon and find out about that conflict. 
There are more conflicts going on in the world right now than what anybody has ever heard about before. And the reason for that is the fast flow of information. It feels like there is a conflict everywhere. Now, there was a guy called John who was a disciple of Jesus. And John had this revelation from God. At the end of his life, he had this revelation and God showed him exactly what the world was going to look like at the end of time. He wrote a, a, a book in the Bible called Revelation. Now, many of you, you're scared of Revelation. You don't even want to look at it because you have no idea what it means, what it says, and you don't even like know how to read it. And, and some of you, you're like, nah, it's easy, it's not a problem. But Revelation is a very symbolic book where some of the things are very hard to interpret and understand unless you understand where John, who saw these things, is coming from. Now, before, we're going to read something about wars in, in Revelation. But what I want to say about Revelation is this, is that there's a guy in the first century, he sees a vision of what's happening at the end of time. Could you imagine some guy in the first century suddenly seeing like cars and planes and TVs? He sees missiles and he sees guns and he's thinking, what on the world is this? A guy who's never seen a car or a plane or a TV or a train or, or uh, you know, even the houses that we live in today. He's never seen anything like that. So for him to write it down and try to explain what he's seeing, it's very difficult. It'd be like you, like, seeing some, like, alien for the first time or whatever, you know, going to another planet and seeing all this craziness. You're like, what is this? And you're trying to explain it in today's terms what's happening tomorrow. And that's what John, so John had a hard time, I believe, putting down some of the things that he saw. And so when you read in Revelation, you've got to see that with, 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 uh, with that in mind. But in Revelation chapter 6, John saw that there was this book that nobody could open. And everybody in heaven was upset and they were miserable and there was tears because nobody could open this book. And then Jesus, who they call the Lamb, comes along and they find out that Jesus is the only one who is worthy to open this book. And there was all these seals on the book. And as, as Jesus started to open the seals, things would happen on planet Earth that would be like calamitous. That would show the end of, of the age. And in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 3, it says this, When the Lamb, when Jesus broke the second seal on the book, said, I heard the second living being say, Come. He was told by this heavenly being to come. It says, Then another horse appeared, a red one. So a red horse appears in John's vision. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth. And there was war and slaughter everywhere. So John is saying that in the end of times, there is going to be war and slaughter everywhere. And when you start to see an escalation in conflict beyond the norm that we normally see, then that may be a sign that the end is coming. 
Jesus also spoke to a man called Daniel. And Daniel had a revelation about the end of the times. And God gave him all these different visions. And sometimes when you read Daniel, it's really hard to understand some of the things that he's saying. But Daniel speaks at length of what he saw. And in chapter 11 of uh, of Daniel, I encourage you, when you go home, if you're like really interested in these subjects, then read Daniel chapter 11. It's fascinating about what's going to happen. And in chapter 11 of Daniel, he speaks of the conflict that's going to come. Thank you. Whoa, that's loud. So Daniel speaks about these conflicts that are to come. And he says not only nations will come against nations, but kingdoms and continents and alliances will go to war with each other. And then Daniel says that there is going to be a man, a, he calls it a despicable man. Now we're not talking about despicable me, the movie, like the guy in there, because he was kind of cute in the end. But we're talking about this man who is evil and despicable, and he will rise to power because of the conflicts And he will start to make promises to make alliances in the world. He will be known as the beast, or the New Testament calls him the Antichrist. And without war, the end will not come. But because of an escalation in war and conflict, all these things will come together and the end will come. So when you start seeing an escalation in war and conflict... I think, well, maybe this is a sign that Jesus is telling us that the end is coming. The second thing that we we see this morning is not just that war around the world, but also when Jerusalem becomes a boiling pot of conflict. When Jerusalem becomes a boiling pot of conflict. Now, there's another guy called Zechariah who, in the Old Testament, he had a vision from God, and God gave him a word about the end times. And this is what he said. He said, In Zechariah chapter 12, starting at verse 1, he said, This message concerning the fate of Israel came from the Lord. This message is from the Lord who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundation of the earth. And he formed the human spirit. He says, I will make Jerusalem like an intoxicating drink that makes the nearby nations stagger when they send their armies to besiege Jerusalem and Judah. On that day, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock, and all the nations will gather against it and try to move it, but they will only hurt themselves. On that day, says the Lord, I will cause every horse to panic and and every rider to lose his nerve. I will watch the people of Judah, but I will blind all the horses and their enemies." And the clans of Judah will say to themselves, the people of Jerusalem have found strength in the Lord of heaven's armies, their God. On that day, I will make the clans of Judah like a flame that sets a wood pile ablaze or like a burning torch among sheaves of grain. So what Zechariah is saying here, he's saying, watch Jerusalem. Watch the nation of Israel. And there is no better indicator of whether the end is coming than what is happening in Israel. Once again, there there is conflict in this part of the world. 
And Jesus said that, that we are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. There's always been conflict in this part of the world. But in 1949, things changed completely in this part of the world. The nation of Israel was formed following World War II and the Jews, when they had been so persecuted, were, ga were gathered together and there was a nation that was formed in this region in the Middle East and they all started to emigrate back to Israel. And since that time, there has been wars and rumors of wars and threats breaking out in that place. And the prophet Zechariah, he talked about how Jerusalem would be the center of the world's conflict. Daniel was the same. Daniel in chapter 11, he also talked about Jerusalem. He said, when this despicable man who they call the Antichrist, he will come to power. And it says in verse 28 of chapter 11, it says, the king of the north will then return home with great riches. On the way, he will set himself against the people of the Holy Covenant, that of the Jewish people, doing much damage before continuing his journey. Then at the appointed time, he will once again invade the south. But this time, will we, will result, the result will be different. For warships from western coastlands will scare him off. And he will withdraw and return home. But he will vent his anger against the people of the holy covenant and reward those who forsake the covenant. His army will overtake the temple fortress, pollute the sanctuary, put a stop to the daily sacrifices and set up the sacrilegious object that causes desecration. And Jesus in Matthew 24 talks about this. He will flatter and will win over those who have violated the covenant. For the people who know God will, will be strong and will resist him. So Daniel 2 is talking about all this stuff that's going on in Israel. He speaks about the Jewish people in the last days. And the anger of this, this person called the Antichrist will be directed against Israel. And so this is why Jesus is saying we are to watch Israel. You know, before cars got so technical, most of us, if we were good at looking after our cars, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, we would pop the hood and we would pull out something called the dipstick, right? Remember those things? And we would pull them out and we would check the oil to see if there was enough oil in the car. And if, if there was enough, it would show us at a certain level where the oil was. If we needed to put more in, then it would be low and we would put more oil in. Now, for, for us today, we have these modern cars, and I don't even know if I know where the dipstick on my car is. See, we have these lights that flash at us that tell us when something is wrong with our car. But Jesus is saying that Israel is kind of like the dipstick of end times. He says, we are to start, we are not just to wait for things to happen or a light to plot, to, to, to appear in our face and say, look, the end times are here. We're to periodically check the signs. And sometimes we're going to look and think, no, nothing's happening. But other times we're to look and think, well, maybe these are the end times. And when things start to get really bad in Israel, then the end will start to come. The last thing that we're going to see this morning, it's not just wars and rumors of wars and conflict that talk about the end times. 
But it's also when the world's strong economies start to collapse. The world's economies are often the starting point for alliances and conflicts in the world. The world's stock market dictates the health and the wealth of nations. Oil is the biggest reason for conflict in the world. And when recession hits a nation, that nation becomes vulnerable to other nations. And John, who had this revelation about end times, he had a revelation about something he called Babylon. And Babylon was the symbol to the world's economies in the end of the age. And look what what, uh, John says about this thing he calls Babylon. In Revelation chapter 18 and verse 9, it says, And the kings of the world who committed adultery with her, talking about Babylon, enjoyed her great luxury, will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred, charred remains. And they will stand at a distance, terrified by great torment. They will cry out, how terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city. In a single moment, God's judgment came on you. The merchants of the world will weep and mourn for her. For there will be no one left to buy their goods. She bought great quantities of gold, silver, jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple, silver, uh, uh, silk, and, and, and wood, and ivory goods, and objects made of expensive wood, and bronze, and iron, and marble. She also brought cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep horses, chariots, and bodies. That is human slaves. The fancy things that you love so much are gone, they cry. All your luxuries and splendor are gone forever, never to be yours again. The merchants who became wealthy by selling her these things will stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will weep and cry out, how terrible, How terrible for that great city. She was clothed in fine purple and scarlet linens, decked out with gold and precious stones and pearls. In a single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone. Then he goes on to say that the captains of the ships will look upon the great city of Babylon and they will be horrified as they see that nobody wants to buy or sell their stuff. John was not talking about a small little city. He was not talking about a nation. He was talking about the world's major commerce. And when stock markets crash and economic, uh, uh, the, the economic climate starts to go down in the world's strongest economies, he's saying, watch out, for the end may be near. Revelation says that the Antichrist, This despicable man who Daniel talks about will bring the world's economies together. And he says that he will introduce one universal way to buy and sell. And when you see the economies and the currencies of this world in free fall, then that's a sign. When the merchants of this world cry in despair, then the Bible points to a sign of the end times. You know, all this can just seem doom and gloom, right? I mean, you're like, oh my word, what is going on? 
And maybe even today, you know, you think about situations that you've seen on the news. Or maybe you're thinking about problems that maybe we're facing economically. This can all be scary for us, especially when you think of the problems in the Middle East right now with this group called ISIS or other groups like Khorasan who are like just causing terrorism around the world. When you see conflict in in Israel or you may see Jerusalem on the news, you may start to get worried. However, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, he says that there will be wars and rumors of wars. But then he says this, but don't panic. Jesus says, when you see this stuff, don't panic. And the reality is, is these things have to take place before Jesus returns. The world must get darker before it can get lighter. And Jesus promised, he said, I'll never leave you. I will never forsake you. In fact, when you see these signs, If you are a believer of Jesus Christ this morning, then it should be a comfort to you. It's a comfort because you know that Jesus is soon going to come back again. It's a comfort because you see the signs that Jesus predicted over 2,000 years ago and now coming to pass. And you know that Jesus is in control. And the end of the story is this. And this is why we don't have to panic. This is why we don't have to worry. The end of the story is this. We win. We win. Jesus Christ wins. The church of Jesus Christ wins. And the followers of Jesus Christ, they win. And there will be a day in the future, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, where you will experience peace. You will experience what it is to not have a threat of terrorism, not to have a threat of war, not to have to worry about the stock market or the economy anymore. But one day we're going to be in paradise with our Savior, Jesus Christ. However, until that time, Jesus gave these signs. And this is why Jesus gave these signs. So that you will not be misled. So you won't look at other people when they're saying, well, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. He gave it in his Bible so that you will not be misled. He gave these signs so that you can be ready for when Jesus does does return. When all these things happen so that you can be ready. And he also gave these signs. So he says, when you see them. Become urgent about telling people about the good news of Jesus. You know, I think it's fair to say I'm not one of those people who go around and says the end is near. I don't have a sandwich board on me like walking around the streets saying the end is nigh. Repent, repent. But I do think it's fair to say when you look at the world around us and some of these signs that Jesus gave, when we observe our news channels and newspapers and you see on the internet, I think it is fair to say that some of these signs are happening today. So if that's the case, let us become urgent about these times. Let us, if more than ever, be a light that shines in the darkness so that people 
who are far away from God will not have to come to the pain of these times, of these wars and these rumors of wars and the economic meltdown that may happen in the end times. Let us be urgent about telling our friends and our families about Jesus Christ so that, like us, in the last days, they will win as well. Let's bow our heads in prayer.